You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Good afternoon. Perfect. Good afternoon. We have moved location today. We have moved to the hills of Hollywood. We have not. To record this podcast. We have not. We are sat in the hills. We are not. Which are, it's we're the opposite, almost the opposite of the Hollywood Hills. We're True. in the basement. Yeah, we're in it's in a the lot, middle of Missouri. <laughs> it probably sounds. We probably sound less. Don't know. I, I'm sure it'll sound quieter because it's just a quieter. The reason room. is we have not turned on air conditioner yet, and today it's 108 outside, 96 degrees upstairs. So we're recording. We're crazy. I suggested that we turn on the air conditioner just for this, and you. Trying to be rational, said, yeah, but once we turn it on, we won't want to turn it off. So Which I'm, is true. I'm going along with that. So right this minute, I have an ice block under my feet with a towel over it. I have two ice things that you put in the cooler in my bra. I'm sweating like... It's, it's a lot cooler down... It in, is. We're in the home theater where we just watched the movie, actually. So we're actually in that room. And this the is first all time part I, of the before the after the show and discussion. And it's the first time ever that we've not recorded this in... We've always recorded in that room, mm-hmm. right? Never moved. So, um... Hopefully it sounds good. It looks like it sounds good from my computer. Good job we've got a PC in this room, but uh, it looks good. So, what are we doing? Reviewing a movie? Sweating. <laughs> yeah. But it's not for sympathy. I'm not. We don't say this shit for sympathy because we're choosing. Once we saw the difference in last year's July electricity cost and what we've used so far this year, I was like, yeah, we're it's leaving like a it third, off. Less than a third Less now. than a third of what we used. Like, well, it, and that would have been probably 250 to $60 last year. So this year should be around 70 to 90 maybe. And I was looking at the weather forecast today, and I, I was looking at the 10-day forecast, and I was like, oh, it's going to be cool next week. It's 85. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually very warm for most It's quite people. an adventure, so I kind of enjoy it, even though I've got... Uh, sweat dripping down my butt crack right now, just so everybody knows. All right, so it's Saturday, July the 23rd. <laughs> this is after the show number 437. The movie we're looking at this week is The Invitation. It's a 2016 movie. It'll be released on Blu-ray on July the 26th, this upcoming Tuesday. This is actually interesting. It's released on Blu-ray this Tuesday. It's from Draft House Films. I was saying to you, the Blu-ray release from a smaller company is better than what I see from Sony and Universal. It's got like a reversible artwork it's got a um, slip cover it's got two discs it's got a digital code and on top of all that if you have netflix it is also available on netflix at the same time so if you you can either go and get that it that all blue. sounds fine but that's really just delivering you the movie in many different ways and a different package there's shit i'm just saying ex- I'm but just the saying, extras there's no extra nothing i'm saying you can go to netflix on tuesday and watch this if you already own Netflix, or you can go and buy the Blu-ray if you love the movie. So, studios should take note on that because mm-hmm. studios don't put the movie on Netflix on day one, do they? They wait for. Th- I mean, I understand why. I, I understand why completely. They're going to make way less money. Yeah, but um, anyway, there's many ways to see this, uh, and the Blu-ray release is actually really good. I was impressed when I opened the box. I was like, "Wow, this is better than Batman v Superman that we got last week." It just is better. So. Uh, it's R-rated, because it's a horror movie, obviously. The Invitation. So Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of The Invitation. Um, if you haven't seen it, 
there's no you can't really talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah. It's one of those type of movies. So go and see it. If go you don't like Netflix, to, you have it spoiled. Go and buy it. <laughs> Come back after you've seen it and listened to our discussion of it. So you're going to give us the synopsis. Well, we won't ruin it right away. I think that we need to structure this our discussions to where we give a hint of what we thought of the movie in the beginning. I, we normally that do. way. I mean, without doing any spoiler, that way you can listen to that much. If that's all you're listening for, then go watch it and then come back and see what we fully thought of it. But if we just skip to the spoilers and you have no way, no reason, if you're listening to us and you trust our opinion, then we might want to throw that out there. But synopsis is uh, some people get an invitation to a dinner party and there's some weirdness. So there's like a history. Um, It's very, it's... Right up front, you know, the couple has split up. They had a, a child who died. She's with a different dude. He's with a different girl. They're meeting up with old friends. And it's awkward and weird. And then it's really weird. That's <laughs> I mean, good... that's really it. Yeah. So that's the uh, synopsis. That's what it's about. So, horror... so from this point on, and I will say, I really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed it. I was sort of overstimulated at times, even though a lot of people might say this movie is kind of slowish and you know how people are but to me i was almost overstimulated in this weird tense like i'm just creeped out i'm creeped out and there's nothing to creep you out it's not gory it's not bloody it's not plotting it's not like you see any hint of why you should be creeped out it's just the way it's done i was like yeah. Uh, i felt this pressure it was really it was really good i love that kind of stimulation i think it's the uh uh, the music is one part of this movie that really is like the music's really weird. Like it, it makes you feel weird all the time. None of it is normal music. It's all weird. Like it's, it sounds like somebody tink, tinkling bottles and rubbing metal against a wall and stuff. It's weird. Like yeah. and sometimes it plays in the movie when the movie's not even being scary in any way. Mm-mm. Like so, but you you it just makes you feel weird. They're all talking. There's this weird music playing. It's not music in the party. It's this. It's the score, but it makes you think this isn't right. None Unsettling. of this is right. It's like what's happening in um, Will's mind, basically. Like he he knows there's something wrong here, doesn't he? From mm-hmm. the beginning, uh, and that's how that music makes you feel. So now we're gonna be again. We, did you like it or not like it? I really liked it. I've got some complaints okay. about it, but I also really from this liked point it. on, you might get a spoiler. You probably will get because it's really hard to just leave it at a dinner party gone wrong. So. Now um, we're leaving the unspoiled, unspoiled territory. The unsullied. <laughs> what I really liked about it was uh, it's different. I mean, there's like a the 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 pace of the movie is kind of different to not other movies that you see. Um, it's more they don't really go in a horror direction until like the last twenty minutes. So it's really like a psychological drama. Just seeing these people. You, you have no idea, like, I, all the time, I was like, okay, I've seen enough horror movies, I can probably guess what's going on here, but I was, it took me ages to, like, get to anything, I was like, I, I don't know, what's going to happen, is she possessed, is there a ghost? <laughs> yeah. I know all those things. Is there something really freaky weird going to happen yeah. on those videos that they watch? Is... Like, is are we going to see something? Is the ring girl going to come out? Like, Ooh. paranormal, you know, like, yeah. paranormal activity where you think, okay, okay, That's so in this realistic world we're, we're in with the dinner party, but then they show them some videos of this, what we will now, can we'll go on and just explain. There's this vibe and this admission of a 
group, which mm-hmm. we're calling a cult, because in the movie, it's even easily, the character says, oh my god, it's they're easily a cult. a cult. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> that direction. So then I'm thinking, they're showing them these videos to sell them on the idea, basically. Yeah. And in the video, then that's when I was like, okay, 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 we're going to see something freaky, which is unexplainable, but everybody goes, <gasps> and then, then you're kind of on the hook or whatever, and then you kind of go on to the next thing, and the next thing, and it's all about behavior, and hints of things, and I, I like that, because I had, I always do automatically kind of go, okay, I get it, I get it, this is what we're going to be. It's, the journey happened. we're That's going what on. I was doing, but I, I couldn't do it. Didn't I couldn't do it. I, I, was, I was going, okay. <laughs> It's, we saw a, a child at the beginning that is actually not there. I was like, okay, it's it's hit all this. It's in his mind. Or B, it's uh, there's a ghost story going on here of some kind from from because it kept out talking about oh loss. We've lost something. We've yeah, lost something. there's gonna be a ghost in this house. It's, it's a like ghost he's Bruce story. Willis all of a sudden. Yeah. he's the dead one. <laughs> and then eventually it'll turn into like a possession or a ghost story. I was like, okay, that's what it is. But then as it moves on, I was like, I don't know what this is. Okay, there's all the horror tropes being thrown in. Ooh, Little you bits. Can't, you can't get any cell phone reception. We don't have a landline anymore. We've locked all the doors. We locked the doors because we... There's don't... bars on the windows. Yeah, there's all that. We've and got I was this like, huge oh. feast to fatten everybody up, which yeah. is also another, like, okay, are we harvesting cannibals. organs? I, are we? <laughs> I thought maybe cannibals. I never want cannibals. It was all things for me. <laughs> you just automatically... But that's what the stimulation is about. Yeah. You don't get locked in on a thing. When you've seen as many movies as we have... Stories only get told certain ways in general, not yeah. all the time, like this. Now, some people might claim this isn't even of a tangent that they didn't pick up on either, but I didn't see it, so... No. I feel like I'm pretty tuned in. And when stuff happened in this... When the things started happening... I won't spoil them exactly. No. But the shit is the fan at some point. I was completely shocked because it just started going. Like, yeah. it is like... Okay, and that, uh, I was like, oh, is that the shocking moment? Then you're no, like, there's another shocking no moment. longer is an option that it is in his mind. No. <laughs> you're over that one. And, I mean, it could have been still, but it would have been lame and lazy, but it, it's not that. But, you know, it kept going. Like, it was like, it's a horrific thing. It's another horrific thing. Oh, here's a, and it just snowballed into this, like, you know, violence fest, which I didn't expect from this at all. So... Because I expected just some candlesticks moving or a creepy ghost wandering past. So <laughs> and when it people got disappearing, to... like in the horror movies of our day, where they're just gone, and then somebody opens a closet door, and then they are hanging on yeah, a knife that. or something. Because you know, there's a guy missing, and another girl missing there's now. A girl missing. I was expecting those to show up in the freezer or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. So th- that isn't what this is at all. So that was what I didn't like. And these are it's it's very specific. One is. <laughs> does come across as pretentious yep. tripe when yep. they're all talking and the kind of people they are it fits though because they are those type of, and it's actually made clear they're in the hollywood hills people are different people, even they, says they people even say are different here la people are what they are you yeah. just gotta go so with it. there's that but some of the conversations are very f- fake um they're very like i'm telling you as the viewer some stuff about yeah. us we know this stuff, but we're just going to say it to the camera. Like, in that beginning shot where they're in the car and they're just talking, it's not very natural at all. No. She, she's asking him questions that it, it's obvious it's just for us to yeah, know the answers to the questions. It's not her. It Here's another description like. for this, thinking of conversations between people who haven't seen each other for a while. Right. This is sort of like the big chill gone very, very dark. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Actually. <laughs> you know, yeah. a bunch of people Go to coming a place, together. Somebody invitation. died. Yeah. Now somebody, they're all together. And it's a romp for the big chill. If, if you don't know what the big it's, chill is. This is never a romp, by the way. This it's is never, never a romp. Yeah, so it's like that. But they somebody said, hmm, how can we make the big chill really, really twisted? Because this is super dark. There's never really any fun. I mean, there's a two girls kiss each other and it's kind of like, oh, we're going in. Are we going in the... But the guy who makes a joke gets his face smacked. Yeah, are so we going like, in the... Um, I almost it, think that was a comment on other horror stories. I did too. I thought it, I thought yeah. they were going. Uh, You're the guy who makes the jokes, and she smacks him and says, "Maybe you need to take yeah. this more seriously." And the other comment I thought was when they were playing the truth or dare kind of game. It wasn't. No, were, it wasn't truth or dare in this. What I want, but it's it's a trope in horror movies that teenagers, in this case, yeah. not teenagers, more sophisticated older people, supposed to be more sophisticated, sitting down to play spin the ball essentially. But then when it happens. It's a bit more grown up than what the kids would do. Yes, two girls kiss each other, but then it starts going, oh, I, I, you know, when that guy with the bald head starts telling his story, I'm like, this is fucked. I don't want to be in this party. It's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's all like a comment on horror movies, but trying to be more sophisticated, but then actually trying to be more sophisticated, to me, smacks of pretentiousness a yeah. lot. And when you meet the writers, they're very You can tell, can't you? Oh. Um, I don't think that ruins it because mm-hmm. they. When you want to see people die in a horror movie, because you do, don't you? When you see all the dumb teenagers in... I don't know if I want to. There are ones you do. The the guy who's bullied the the, the dude, you're like, I hope he gets his shit. I hope he gets his comeuppance. But in this one, I actually didn't mind any of the characters. Um, I didn't. I I didn't feel... I mean, the conversations were a little bit shallow, yes. But if I think back, the only... Chow, when he shows up, then he's... He's nothing to him, nothing. But all the others, individually... Um, didn't really bother me. The only one that really bothered me was the white woman dress, the woman in the white dress. And I just she, wanted to I, punch her I in the face. I thought she was really good Ugh. because it was so odd the performance. Like every time she moved or like went near somebody, I was like, I don't trust this woman. No, like, she's creepy. But that's good. It's not. Like, I was at first. I was like, is she just being over the top and it's really terrible? But then <laughs> I was like, no, she's the, she creeps me out the most out of everybody here. Like there's a moment. Where she goes up to her ex-husband, and she's like, "I've not seen you for a long time," and she like like strokes his face. And it's and weird, like because his girlfriend's there. It's just all weird. And her boyfriend is right there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think she felt a lot of them did feel kind of um, over the top stereotypes of yeah. people, but they're not the usual people we see in horror movies who end up dying. They're they're more just the, it's like thirty somethings. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Another show from the 80s, 30-something, where you are. It is like that. Yep. It's like they still want to be... The expensive wine and the big fancy feud that you would see on a cooking show. And the very... That's one thing I did really like was that most horror movies that we see are in an old house, a creaky house, and something, an abandoned factory. This is just a top of the end, Hollywood Hills... You know, maybe not a million dollar mansion, but it's a really nice, modern, straight lines everywhere. Nothing's old. Yeah. Nothing is falling apart. The stairway is completely see-through. I mean, these are things where in a horror movie, you know, there are always nooks and crannies and creaky floors. This doesn't and- feel like creepy. Mm-mm. But they do a thing with, like, minimal lighting in this movie to mm-hmm. make things look more creepy. It's funny, actually, because that scene at the beginning where they are uh, in the it's car... It's really dark. Yeah, the scene in the beginning where they're in the car, it almost looked like they filmed that in daylight, but in the movie it's like dusk or whatever. So it's amazing what they can do with uh, just touching the film up to make it look dark. 
But this movie... I felt like the lighting was really bad, actually. There I think, were a lot it, of times I think they were going see. for natural lighting. There was not many lights around. It was like... Yeah, um, but that meant you didn't see a lot of things, and I thought I think that, that was a bad was, choice. I, I got the feeling that was the, the choice. Um, I often find that that is more creepy to me, like The Witch that we watched recently, where it's really... But that had good contrast and, like, good... It was intentional areas of darkness versus really high contrast lightness. This was just muddy. It was and clear blah. this was digitally filmed. So when you do go in the dark in digital film, it um, it gets up. really grainy and like uh, you lose stuff. It disappears instead yeah. of you having that highlight on someone's face that would actually show up nice, crispy, clear. Otherwise, you just get a muddy. And it's not black. It's like muddy. It's look. like when you're looking through it, like any digital camera footage. Watch anybody's YouTube video that they film at night. It just looks like that. Mm -hmm. It looks, um, you know, like you. Yeah. So that's not an excuse because this is a big movie. So they should have. And it isn't better. a big movie. This is another thing about this. This is an independent movie, right? The studios stayed out of it completely. It, it was uh, made with an with the assistance of a big studio, but um, the the director and the cast and everything, they did it as an independent movie. I mean, obviously it took money from a studio, but no input from a studio I was reading. Um, she wouldn't have it any other way. The, she's an independent kind of director. The funny she, thing is, though, the guy who just directed the newest Star, War, Star Trek said the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, that's a different... No, he said it very... He was in an interview, I was listening, and he just said, no, I do what I want. I don't take suggestions. I don't. They don't give them to me. I've established. I've proven that I can do it. Once you've told me, I get the job. I've got the job, and I wouldn't do this if I didn't have one hundred percent control. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So let's go into heavy spoiler territory on the invitation, because um, I really want to discuss the ending, which I thought was like the end ending. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Like the ending. So this is dark spoilers, because this kind of defeats the whole purpose of the whole I've movie. I've told you before that you should have gone and watched this movie. Right, but I'm just saying, though, this will wipe away the whole... If you go to watch it and he tells you this, then you'll just be like, oh, right, well, that's what's going on. Right. So it'll ruin it. So I'm just... That's not just spoiling, that's ruining. So you hopefully you've turned off by now. Um, <laughs> or you just don't intend on seeing this movie and you don't care. <laughs> or so, you don't care. Um, so the ending... Um, well, let's go through the whole thing. They go to the dinner party, weird yeah. shit's going on. And then it's revealed in a very sudden Future's way. It's not really going on. It is. It is, but it isn't. Right. Yeah. But then, boom, we are confronted with what essentially is a mass suicide. Plan. Yeah, yeah like the a... plan to have this group of people led by this guru guy who comes from Mexico. We yep. haven't mentioned him. He's a, he's an outsider. He, he plays to videos to them. That... Yeah, he plays the videos. So, you know, he's like the leader of the cult kind yep. of a thing. So he's brought them all he brought these kooky people who used to be their friends. Made them like-minded. And now they're trying to recruit everybody else. Yeah. And now we get to the point where it's like, oh, right, we're going to drink the Kool-Aid. And we all know what that means. And our guy, Will, all along has been questioning himself and what's going on. And then he's, it's shown to him that he's probably just imagining things. But in this, all of a sudden, boom. He's not. The wine. <laughs> yeah. Is the poison. expensive wine comes out. Yep. So, no, it was always out. That was yeah, the lure. But so who wouldn't want to drink this expensive yep, so wine? So they all get dessert, and they all get a nice little glass of this fancy Chianti wine, whatever the hell it is. And he's... That's it. And then from that moment on, you now know, because... There's nothing in anybody's imagination. The it's woman's really foaming at the down. mouth, and yeah. she's dying, and that's it. So guns come out, and knives come out, and it's crazy shit. People get killed. 
a lot of people, you know, a lot of this party yeah. gets killed, <laughs> and then there are some remainers uh, remaining, and then that last shot is what I was, the last shot of this movie. At some point, the guy who comes back, we have the leading lady who was the wife of this guy, and they had lost their son. So the boyfriend of hers now, he walks out into the yard and he lights a lantern, a red lantern. The ex-husband sees this from inside and it's sort of like, what is that? Yes. Is it, because we now know something weird's kind of going on. Is this part of their ritual? Is it just, they light this lantern every night on the hill where they live? So now the lantern has been lit, and now all the shit goes down. Everybody's getting murdered. They're barely making it out alive. And then they go to look out the window again, or they're up on the no, hill outside. again. Yep. Next to the pool. And but they look over the hillside, Hollywood and what Hills. do they see? And here. They see lots of red lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> they hear lots of screaming, and the police flying a helicopter over. And it's quite clear, it's all gone down in every house. It's a mass the same thing. Murder, suicide, something. Which is a brilliant ending. But it's not that suicide if the person doesn't know they're killing themselves. No. And what I said was creepy about, it, like, the, my creepiest thing about the whole thing when I was like, holy shit, all those people, wow. Like, it could be a worldwide thing. I think it's worldwide. Yeah, right. So we see this thing, and then I was thinking, the thing about this whole thing, it's very easy to take Donald Trump or whoever to, to get people into your way of thinking. Or anybody, yep. any politician, to get your way. So they've got all the all these mass amounts of people into their way of thinking. But then there are some people who are not into that way of thinking who are being killed by the people who are as a favour. They think it's a good thing to kill the friends. Yeah. Like, so if you were invited and you got killed, the person who believes in it thinks, well, you're full of pain, so yeah. dying's the best thing for you. Yeah, that's their they whole, make that choice their for whole you. vibe is. Yeah. But is that... Or was there a bigger agenda and that was just the sales pitch? Yeah, I know. And, and you know, you could take this movie and make another one which r- tackles the whole, like, the maybe that guy, the guy who's The started. aftermath of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that ending made the movie, I was like, wow, like, that is, that makes this movie something, woo, much bigger than this inv- little party with some people getting killed. It it could be worldwide. I don't know if it is or, but Seems I, like in my mind, me. I was like, yeah, this is like a, this might be all of America doing it all in one night. So, you know, like The Purge, where mm-hmm. it's like... I was like, wow. So, I love that ending. I was really open all the way through that it wasn't a figment of Will's imagination because I was like, that is going to be so lame because he's going to... What? He's going to walk into a room and then realize he's on his own? Or he came here and what? Or his just, son wasn't even dead and he's just psychotic? Or what? Like what? Yeah, maybe he ends up killing everybody. Or maybe he's he, in prison because he killed his son and all this is just, just his sort of like weird... Yeah, none of that. None of that happened. Yeah, none of that happened. So what did happen? That ending. I I love that ending. It made it actually sealed the deal on the movie for me. I was like... <laughs> uh, I, I'm usually unsatisfied by horror movie. The third act of a horror movie. Even this one is the part where the violence happens, right? And the blood spills and people die. It happens in this one exactly like it does in any other. But that ending is like a cherry on top of the whole thing. <laughs> like, it, it it makes it feel a bit different to other things. It makes it feel a bit cleverer. That's why now that you've told them, it's kind of ruined it. <laughs> if it didn't have that ending and it was some ambiguous thing, like they just got out and they were just all, oh, some of them survived and what the fuck went With on With no there? real explanation... Other than that wouldn't have been as yeah. It wouldn't, so that whole end scene just makes it makes you want to talk about it, makes you think about it, like makes you think about the wider implication of that thing and of brainwashing. Yeah, that's why it makes it super scary. And her, the director says, you know, it's about people don't want to face pain. 
They want to pretend everything's fine. They want to because that was their vibe. Was like, yeah. Well, I murdered my wife, but I've I've forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. I've forgotten about it. I did the time. In my prison. son is dead. I forgot about it. I'm over it. I, yeah. I can't cope with the pain, so, so I'm going to pretend that it yeah. didn't happen. And that's like that's the weird thing about people. Like, you can't have a discussion with somebody and talk like realistic and say talk about death or talk about like pain or talk about like being rejected and saying like, well, divorce sucks and everything. But if he doesn't love you anymore. You need to just deal with it. Yeah. Like, get it out. Have some pain and real, feel really shitty and feel really bad about yourself and, like, scream and yell and cry and, like, feel rejected. And then what happens is when you when real life does level back out again, that makes it better. And people denying this, like, pretending that the way to get over this loss is to just kill everybody. And then we'll all be happy in heaven together. That's I- just, like... That's insane, but that sounds very actually, much like the world. Yeah, it does. And it sounds, if you are depressed, had some real big pain, like yeah. these people, that actually does sound like a reasonable... Yeah, somebody uh, grooming you to be like, you know, look. As a person, you know, th- this, these people lost a child. It's made them really miserable, terrible. Of course. Like, and this woman can barely stand life, you know? And some people would kill themselves... She tried? Off the, yeah, off their own back. Like, she tried and, and didn't succeed. But then when somebody starts to say, look, the way out of all this is we, we're going to end it. And you're going to end the pain for your friends and nobody's going to suffer anymore. We're all going to go together. It can together. all start to make sense. And then we'll all be together yeah, with all that's of what our lost ones. Yeah. You'll all be together. You'll all be happy. There'll be no problems anymore, which they won't because you're all dead. And see, but, that sounds crazy. But it doesn't when you're in a frame of mind. And yet people use that as the basis yeah. of their whole fucking religion. True. And it, if you say it in the context of the way this movie puts it to you, or a rational person puts it to you. It sounds insane. And I understand pain. It's not like people like me who claim that you should just, like, face your pain and then deal with it and move on. It's not like I've never had pain or trauma or tragedy or sadness or shitty things in my life. Like, there have been shitty things. And yet, my personality doesn't lean me toward, like laying on the floor in a huddle for the rest of my life. Me, Maybe me, for me five neither. minutes. I've had horrible yeah. things. You and, face um, it, you, yeah. you you go through all the shit. I mean, shit. it's not easy, don't No, me wrong. you go through a phase, <laughs> right? You go through a phase when you're young. If it's when you're young, then all the shit, you might go drinking, you might be self-destructive. You might, if you live through that, then you kind of suck it up and then you take that with you wherever you go and it's like there, it's like beside you to help you confront whatever comes next. True. Now, I don't need a promise, like in this story, you know, the promise of everybody being together, the promise of being with the people I've lost. My loss might be different from someone else's, but it's ultimately all the same. The The pain might be different because of the context, a lost child or an early lost parent like you, something like that is, it is different, and yet that gut feeling of someone feeling like they can't cope without the other person in their life is the same. And we all just deal with the difference. But movie, being this, able to brainwash people into this... Well, this movie really makes sense, as in the uh, e- the, girl, the Eden character. She's called Eden. It's a bit pretentious also. But <laughs> she um, gets with this new guy. She's not called Eve. This new guy has these ideas in his head. And he feeds them to her. And then she, you know, everybody feeds the yeah. ideas to and each other. And she's really weak and vulnerable. Really weak and vulnerable. She's pretty easy to feed the ideas to. Mm-hmm. So it all makes a lot of sense. And it's... 
it's not out of the question for something of that kind to happen. It happens constantly. We've seen That's cults what emerge. We've seen cults and I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm not precious about people's religion. But that is what a lot of it is: is this thing of life is difficult. It is impossible sometimes with the with the resources you have and the tools you've been taught, whether you've been emotionally um, in an emotional desert all your life with your family and your friends, or you've had an overflowing of emotions all your life and you have different tools to deal with things, right? And to have something come along that just promises to, like, put a big band-aid on it all and, like, hold your hand and erase the real pain... That's exactly what it is. It's non-confrontational, and I'm I'm all about confrontation. <laughs> yeah. So th- I, this was a great horror film. Um, like um, one, another one I'm going to recommend this week. It follows in my uh, thing. Like I mm. felt like it was a very. <laughs> it follows was another one where I'd watched the end, watched it all and went, wow, I don't I haven't seen that before. That is something new. This is also something new. It's it's just it felt. I hate to say it, but when people say, oh, it felt fresh, it did feel fresh. <laughs> it felt like yeah, that's really pretentious. It felt like um. I don't want a husband who says things are fresh. Here's a horror film. It's not it's not 100% a horror film, but a thriller. It's horrific. Yeah. But and the, you know what? The blood and the gore isn't horrific. No, and that's not actually what's good about this I was thinking movie. about it. My, in context of me, when I go to be with groups of family and friends who have a completely different view of life than myself, political, uh, academic religious we're just all different very different and yet i am i'm gonna say 90 percent of the time i am the outsider and so when i am in a group and a topic comes up where people are relatively familiar with my yeah divergent opinion it becomes a wave of their opinion and reasons but they're not telling me they're all talking to each other and there's this sense of like look if we just Big it up enough, yeah. she's going to come around and we're going to see the light. And, and you're there's gonna... a moment in this movie where he goes upstairs and stands on the... He, he, it's a living room and then there's stairs above it and he stands up there and says, listen, everybody, he'd shown them this movie yeah. that was kind of... Creepy. Creepy and, like, dark for the party and he's saying, like, look, sorry, and he's holding his hands out and I'm like, he's trying to preach to them. Yep. He's trying to say, look... That might have disturbed you, but let's have some fun now, and then let's get into the brainwashing. Yeah, we want to get you back, because when dessert comes, you're all going to die. Because what we just did there might have... What I think is a little bit interesting, and it might be subliminal, and it might be unintentional, and it might just be me overthinking it, but Will looks like Jesus. I don't know if you noticed that. He does, but I don't know. There are times when he... But in the flashbacks, he's completely clean-shaven. You know what else Will looks like? Aside from Jesus. (laughs) Tom Hardy. I kept thinking it was Tom Hardy. I was like... Because he was mumbling. No, sometimes. I was like, I can't understand what he's saying. It can't be Tom Hardy. Uh, but he does. Look, he did look like Tom Hardy at first. I was like, I didn't know Tom Hardy was in. You're this. gonna hear a crackling noise now because I'm taking the ice bags out of my bra. Because um, they're no longer ice bags. Irrelevant. <laughs> well, I just want to warn everybody. So talking of uh, Tom Hardy, he's not in this movie. But Logan Marshall Green, who's the second best Tom Hardy person I've ever seen, <laughs> plays Will. And uh, what did you think of him? He's all right. I mean, I... He's brooding. He's brooding. He lost his shit a couple times. I really like that he uh, just... He never takes any of this I feel like he's for, the opposite. He never takes it for face value, any of this. He no. questions all of it. He's like, he's like, what? But then I don't what? like that it kind of semi-broke him down a little bit there in the middle because I don't feel like that 
was reasonable. I don't think you come in with that hard of a shell, and then this weird shit happens over a course of maybe 20 minutes. I like that the... That, then you, all of a sudden, you start crying, and you're just like, oh, maybe something's wrong with me. I like but, that the sexy girl tried to use her <laughs> method of brainwashing on him. Yeah, and he was just like, And he was just off. like, what the fuck, you weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. She's like, don't you like me? She's, I don't know you. She's like, I couldn't make you excited without even touching you. And he's like... Nice. Why do you just go inside? <laughs> and you can hurt you can hurt me if you want to. I don't want to hurt you. And she looks at him like, yeah. oh, why not? But this has worked on so many people. Why yeah. is this not working on you? Um, yeah, but I, I actually like this logo. I don't know him. I've, this is I don't know if this is the first time I've seen him even. But I liked him. I thought he was quite good. as this? Yeah. Man. I think the character itself is a little overthought. Maybe, even though I can't speak to how a, a young father of a dead son. But he takes it to the far, almost far end. Not the completely self-destructive end of brooding and, and broken about it, but... He's got a girlfriend in this movie called Kira. The fact that he's still functioning and he has a new girlfriend and he's going to this dinner party, you think would have softened some of that darkness, but it's a good thing you brought it with him. I can't say her name, so I won't. Because it'll just be... Sound it out. It's Emma... Emmy Atsi... Don't say it like you're two Corinelli. years old. Put it all together. Her first name. Emma Emma Ratsy. Close enough. It's probably not that. But anyway, she's she plays Kira. I really I like liked her. I liked her a lot. I don't know what it was about her, but she She was solid. And had a um I, I was convinced she was like a uh what do you call it? In on it? No. Just the first one to die. Oh. If anybody's gonna die yeah. it's her because she's an outsider to everything. They're all, you know, she. I know she's his girlfriend. You've been but, brainwashed by the movies. Yeah. So this, you know, we have been brainwashed by horror movies, <laughs> yeah. and that's why this feels different. She, I, I really liked her. She was good. Michelle Krusek plays Gina. Um, what do you think of her? I liked her. I did. I liked the cast for the most part. I did not like the lady in the white dress. Tammy Blanchard plays Eden, the lady mm, in the white yeah. dress. I did like the lady in the white dress because she creeped the shit out of me. She's over the top. That character's over the top. But I think it's because the way they portray her, her personality type, is the personality type that is the farthest from the spectrum of mine. And my thought was, if you're, if you're, after this amount of time, if you are now recruiting your friends to do something weird because you can't cope with the with this terrible tragedy in your life, I just she's too she was too soft and weepy and like just couldn't cope with her. <laughs> she creeped me out though. I need assistance, especially in the with first her. twenty minutes when I didn't know really what her agenda was. Even and she's rubbing her neck. It was weird, and yeah. Like, and she <laughs> kind of moving weird, and I was like, "Oh, she's going to be some kind of creepy thing that runs across the hallway." Ultimately, by the time you get to the end, you realize she's probably having doubts along the way, and she's not one hundred percent sure about she, it. And yeah. he's the one promising, promising, and she's still weak. She's the weak one. Yep. So she's being led. She's made the decision, so it's, she's not off the hook, but. She's the one that falters at least a tiny, tiny bit at one point where she's just like, I, she's falling apart at the idea of it all. I mean, a character makes sense. But all he has to do all is makes sense. promise her one more time. Yeah. And we actually see him doing that yeah. at one point. Like, he's yeah. actually grooming her back. He's like, oh shit, she's slipping away. I've got to groom her back into this. Look, we need to do this because. So this is like hostile in a way because now we don't know the the mechanics of this. We don't, because they kept mentioning they went to Mexico and yeah, met this did, guy, yeah. right? So that's apparently. The place where the shit all comes together, and then we don't know about the other side where it's this worldwide planned right. thing. 
probably. So we only know the one little instance. Um, uh, this other her b- boyfriend, boyfriend, Mich- it was he a husband or a boyfriend? Husband. Boyfriend. Michelle Hoosman. You'll know him from Game of Thrones, actually. His face, at least. I don't know what character he is. I always forget. Hey, you. I don't know the character's name. Oh, the Queen's boyfriend. Yeah, that guy. Who replaced another guy who was yeah. better. <laughs> but he plays uh, David. I liked him, too. He was suitably creepy and weird. And, like, I d- again, it's it's really thanks to the script. I don't know. I don't know exactly what his yeah. deal is. First, you're like, well, he's the new boyfriend and the old boyfriend's here, so there's going to be some kind of clash between them. Old husband. Them. Old husband. But Will there's going to be husband. some kind of clash between them. And, and I was like, there is a little bit. You can see You can feel that at the beginning. It's like, oh. Because he's weird. Yeah. But um, he played it well. Uh, John Carroll Lynch plays Pruitt. Now, he... Anonymous famous. Yeah, yeah but... When he walked in... He's, a, he's a, a character who appears in the middle of the movie and then he comes in. Now, I, I associate him with something creepy. <laughs> so, I automatically went, okay, he's creepy. He's like, bad news. Like, that's who you cast for a creepy guy. So, I, in my mind, he's creepy. Turns out he is kind of creepy. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I might have cast somebody or wouldn't have that thought about at all. But I don't think everybody thinks that. You, maybe you're the only one. He's very generic and very I work in an office kind of guy although we've seen him in Walking Dead mm-hmm. in which he turns out to be the quiet calm Keeps but psychotic person and I think that's what was in your brain I think so too so as soon as he walked in I was like okay here is the main bad guy or this guy is not what he seems yeah um, so I don't know it's not the guy's fault because he was actually good in it he was yeah um, Maria Delfino I put down last as Claire Claire was the most sensible of the bunch. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it... Ended well for ended Claire. Well for but, I mean, she... I, in the middle of the movie where I said to you, why are we not leaving... Why is why are we not leaving this place now? Yeah. We both, we both said out loud, time yeah, to go. Time to leave. I mean, literally. This like, video <laughs> is too weird <laughs> that you've just shown us on a laptop. Yeah. We Now it's time to leave. This is one of the things that you would call a trope from a horror movie where yeah. people are making decisions that you would not bad. make. So bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's mainly the cast. You know, not a cast of people you will, all, you know, super. No, but I actually really like them. I didn't. Uh, there's nobody. I mean, you skipped over the couple. Yeah. The doctor and the dude, and I don't remember their names. Miguel and I don't remember they get Bob might have been his name. I can't yeah. remember. They were really good because they were this sort of and then the other guy who was sort of rotund and he was the joker and he would make a joke out of things but he was quite sensitive too ultimately but he kind of you got all your character caricatures you got definitely. the guy who makes the jokes you got the couple who just actually want to have a kind of snobby good time with the expensive wine and everything and then you've got the party girl you've got Claire who's just like I'm out of here cuz this is really weird and then you've got the broken guy who ultimately could become your hero yep You've got all the little... But we're very predictable, aren't we? So this is... Oh, and the crazy girl. You forget her. She was good, actually, as a crazy person. I Her character made me want to do what happened to her. To her. Yeah. But she did a really good job of... I was convinced there are people that have that weird... She was kind of insane. She was the one that was flirting with the guy and saying, you, you want to fuck me right now? You could hurt me if you want to. And she did it... And the director said she based this character on the um, Mar- 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 Charles Manson. Yeah. When he had his cult together, he had a 
he had a girl who she was nicknamed Sexy, some Sexy Sadie. Sadie, and she used her sexual wiles to get people into their thing. So that's how. And it's this completely was. plausible. Yeah, like completely. But it's really cool that he doesn't fall for it at all. Yeah, because that because that is the horror movie trope too. Ooh, sexy girl. Somebody's gonna want to have a go with this. Yeah, and then nobody does. So, um, Kar- Karen Kasama is the director of this movie. You will know her. She directed the first movie was Aeon Flux, which is a bit of a hit and a miss movie. I like the idea of it, but I don't think it not executed very no. well. And then the second one was Jennifer's Body. Which was written by Diablo Cody, but directed by this lady. Subtract the Megan Fox, even though she was all right in it. Yeah, and well, I think what the only th- that, um, Jennifer's Body, I, I really enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. a kind of a kooky, weird movie. But Diablo Cody's dialogue is often like a bit too much for me. Yeah, and I think this movie even had a bit of that kind of very written dialogue where you're like, no, people don't say that to each other. It needs to be a bit. What I find funny is you love movies like uh, This is Forty and or whatever that was called, and uh, where it's more improv. Like no, Virgin. They're not improvised. They all have crappy dialogue that nobody would ever say to each other. But you love it, so you're a hypocrite. But sometimes in like a serious movie like this, when you can tell, that's just a writer's thing. Like it's like we gotta express we get it, the audience needs to know a bit about this person's past a bit yeah. about this person's past so the easy way is they both talk about each other's past to each other and it, sometimes you can feel that it doesn't feel right it doesn't yeah, and in this movie there's quite a bit of it I thought near the beginning like just where pe- where you're moseying around the party and listening in to some people saying stuff you're like okay yeah I understand it we're picking up bits and pieces of these personalities but it doesn't feel like how anybody talks to each other. But there again, I don't go to pretentious Hollywood parties. <laughs> you don't talk to a lot of people. So extras on this Blu-ray, there's a making of. I can't say it's good. It's nope. ten, ten minutes long. There nope, is some interviews with people. They say absolutely nothing. It doesn't don't show you like the making of it, like they nope. said. Um, they give you no information that you didn't have before. There are some clips from the movie and some interviews. That's it. Um, there's a commentary, though, with the director, which uh, I will listen to this week. Um, so if you want to hear that, that's on the Blu-ray. Uh, and then there's the trailer and some music videos. So, in conclusion, on the uh, Blu-ray, uh, The Invitation, I recommend it. I think it's really, like, a fun... It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun if you like movies. It's a fun watch. It's, it's, it was very like I, I did this like when yeah. he when he did that yeah. for I was like <laughs> I literally put my hands up like holy shit because even even when it reveals what's about to happen and you have been dropped quite a lot of breadcrumbs I still went oh that's it right that's what's happening even though when I was like of course that's what's happening they've told us all along like but. The way it's constructed, I still didn't know where it was going. I was like, is there still going to be a ghost? I'm waiting for the ghost. <laughs> there's even beast scenes... beast to come out of the ground or something. Yeah, but there's even scenes where it's like kind of following Will like behind him. And I'm like, okay, in a minute something's going to jump out. He's going to see something. A candlestick's going to fall over. But it's not that. <laughs> even though it keeps leading you to believe it is. So, um, yeah, the invitation. I recommend it. And a you... candlestick is going to fall over. Is that your idea of a ghost special effect? I, I think I watched too much Spanguli <laughs> old movies. <laughs> so, um, thanks and to... I'm going to say my word for this movie is thoughtful. Out yeah. of my five words, because it will make you think... Me, it makes me think about the effects well, of trying to cultivate an idea that you think other people should... 
And not just the idea of think for yourself, because that's my motto, right? Think for yourself or someone does it for you. It's very generic, but that means you find the thing. It doesn't mean think what you want. However, here's what I'm going to tell you what to right. think. I'm going to con you into it. I'm going to convince you it. Or I'm going to emotionally manipulate you into agreeing with me to go along with me. That's what it makes me think about. So, um, yeah, uh, recommended. Thanks to uh, Draft House Films for the Blu-ray. Uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to askglue.com. You can win some stuff. Next week's Blu-ray review is Sing Street. We'll be looking at that next week. And movie recommendations. I'm going on... If you like The Invitation, you might like these two movies. It Follows... Great horror movie from was it the beginning? Of I don't know if it's great, but it, I, I, it's infinitely re, it's a rewatchable horror movie for me. It's got a great premise. The visuals are like striking, and it's really odd. You know, I love how off it's got this. It is odd. odd. It's got this awesome score, eighties um, inspired synth score, and uh, again, I haven't seen that. It's a great premise. Like it's a really good premise, and the other one is Hard Candy with Ellen Page from like 10 years ago uh, another really creepy movie about going being invited to a place and then some shit goes down did in I the place. see it? I don't, I don't recall it. it I might have watched it on HBO or something yeah I don't recall it it's kind of sick in a hostily type of way but maybe it's, I should watch it for my Halloween coming I up I do have it up there somewhere so yeah he's pointing to the wall of uh, movies yeah Wait, so Hard Candy um, is my other recommendation you're going to have to read out mine because you can only see it yours are very small all right, number one is Basic Instinct. Yeah, you're going to be too slow. It's Basic Instinct. All the Batman movies, pretty much. I won't I'm be too sure. slow. Uh, I'm just going to glump those Battle all together. Los Angeles, Battle Los Angeles, Battlefield Earth, and Battleship. Right, so we get him, we're going through the Bs right now because I'm trying to list all the movies I've ever seen and I'm listing on my IMDb watch list. <laughs> I'm up to the Bs, and so now I've got Basic Instinct, which when I think back on it now... I can't believe you recommended. I don't know if it's... What? I would have just left that off the list. Battlefield Earth. Why? I know you saw it, but yeah, don't recommend I did see that to it. anybody. I wouldn't recommend that you watch it unless Mm-mm. you want about three hours worth of like, why am I watching this? <laughs> it's so bad. John Travolta. I think the idea was this massive, a new yeah. thing, right? A new franchise yep. with these interesting aliens. But not interesting. It's like Planet of the Apes. But it the really aliens is. are in charge and the humans are stupid and sort of subdued and all that. But it's not good. But I've seen it, so I've got to go through it. But, it really uh, isn't good. Battle LA, I think, is all, is all right. And Battleship, I actually liked. Yeah, Battleship. Basic Instinct, I think, wouldn't be as good now if I watched it again. It was very of its time. Like, very. I've seen it on, like, TBS or something mm-hmm. playing. And I've been like, it's still got some good shots. And it's kind of cool looking, but it's very... They're very wooden when they speak to each other. It's, uh, it's and when you talk about a twist, quote-unquote, that's not really a twist, that's the thing about that. I always was shocked by the um, opening scene where the ice pick goes in mm. the face of that. It's just a, it's a, a killing that happens at the beginning, just before the credits even start. The credits are rolling. And it's really gruesome. I remember going and seeing it in the cinema. And what I'm is not, it? You haven't seen it since, probably. It, it was another one that always, like graphically got in my mind was um cape fear when he bites yeah that that bite one there and this beginning scene of basic instinct they've always stuck in my mind it's like like but that doesn't make them good no it's like wow you went really far there with the with the gruesomeness um so yeah there are recommendations games and a scully stuff i've been playing more clash royale on the tablet i can't recommend it highly enough 
found a new game on the tablet called uh, Disney Emoji. It's a uh, bejewel basically with Disney characters. It's kind of fun. You uh, swipe and make threes and fours and fives, and you. I understand how bejeweled works. And how it works, how this one works is you unlock different Disney characters. We're probably amongst the very first people to ever play bejeweled when it first came out on the Dreamcast many, this many is, years ago. This is bejeweled. It's uh, Disney characters, but there's lots of cool things like Tron is in there and Kermit the Frog, and you know, they really went far with Disney characters, not just the ones you think of. So. I like anything like that. And Bejeweled is a simple, easy, fun game to play, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, this is the final... This is not game stuff. This is um, movie news. I swear to mention this, because we reviewed Allegiant two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't mind it. I mean, I like no, the series. No, I, I like the series. I really like it. I'm actually That movie particularly didn't really do much for me. No, but, but I liked I was it. waiting for the next... I said, I've changed my mind So the finale about the series. is called Ascendant. Was, however, however, <laughs> it has now been cancelled, and it will not be in the theaters. They're going to make it into a TV movie, and they may or may not have some of the original cast. <laughs> so you might not even have the same Triss in this movie, uh, and it's going to be a TV movie, or they'll kill her between. And now because and then. because those movies are made by Lionsgate and Lionsgate own TV company, it can go on TV. And then what they're planning on doing is making a movie and then making it into a series that continues it seems like a really bad idea I, I, my comment is this if it was a failure as a movie why do you think you want to carry on with it um, yeah exactly and it's my, ridiculous and my comment is we obviously you don't get this far into a franchise and then the final movie doesn't get made because you're greedy and trying to split as like i said yep. to you split the if final split movie that final two. movie don't split that final movie but now you have you're screwed but the fans will... There's a lot of Divergent series fans. Not enough. They will want to see this movie. Um, Probably not like $100 million worth. Oh, I'm sure... I don't think so. You, between like Blu-ray sales and movie sales, they would make money back, surely. I don't know. On the final chapter of a series that people have watched. Yeah, but it's not been that big of a deal. Yeah. They wanted Hunger Games. Yeah, and Harry did. Potter, and they didn't get it. I mean, they already had Hunger Games because it's Lionsgate, so they just wanted another Hunger yeah. Games, right? So, yeah, unfortunate. Um, but there again, the TV show might turn out to be the best thing ever. Who knows? It like, won't. I mean, it might be good. Like, um, we you can never tell until it happens. But as of this moment, there is no final chapter of this on the movie screen like you used to. Also, what else have we been watching? Um, we've been watching a cool show on Netflix called Stranger Things. Um, it's like an it's a mashup of 80s things, really. Like E.T. and Close Encounters. and It's not really a mashup. Stephen I wouldn't, King. I wouldn't movie. Degra- Stephen it's King, kind of degrading to it. It's just. I think that's what they call it. Bringing back those, again, the, like the little. The things that those movies used to make them so endearing and memorable. And but it's his own story. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, it's got familiar things like kids on BMX bikes, uh, government conspiracy type thing. Um, maybe. Good, don't say it. No, let's not tell them anything. Just watch it. It's on Netflix only. It's like a ex- uh, Netflix series. They made it themselves. So, uh, and if I had my way, I would have watched it all already. But somebody wusses out after about like one and a half episodes and then we have to wait three days to watch the next one. I am made of tougher stuff. I would have started... And eight, eight hours later, I would have been done. <laughs> so um, that is it for uh, exclusive stuff. What is for dinner today? Jimmy John's, because I am not 
turning on a hot thing. Oh my god. 96 degrees is a little warm to be turning on the oven, stove, whatever. Uh, And your advice is? What does it say? Try something you thought you would never do. For example? What do you Never would do. Skydiving. No. What are we doing right now? Uh, Doing a podcast in a different room. No. We're sitting in a house without any air conditioning in the middle of the hottest (laughs) fucking summer that's been along in a long time. Now, I would never have been this person. Ever. Because I don't like discomfort. I don't like sacrifice. I don't like it. Never had to. Most of my life has been comfortable and getting from the house to the car was about as traumatic as I had to get when it came to summer heat. And if somebody had a picnic or a party or a barbecue, I was absolutely not going because I'm not going to sit there and sweat. And when you're kind of a fat person, as I am, all your fat cells swell up and you look fatter and redder and grosser and it's, it's degrading and it's annoying. And so I've always been an air-conditioned person. Always. And so doing this thing, which is its not suffering, it's not hard. I mean, it's day to day. You have that carrot in front of you, like, just turn on the air There are times where you're like, this is hardcore. Like, <laughs> this is hardcore. But then... You, but then I just you, sit in front of you a go fan on for through an it, hour. Yep. Yeah. And then the temperature drops, like you said, to 88 or 85. And you're like, whoa, the feeling the difference We go out for a bike ride is and much that's better. actually a relief. Right. And feeling the difference naturally has been quite an exploration for me. Now, tomorrow I get to go to work, get to go, because the air conditioning there is set to 66 degrees. And so I get to. I'll be nice and be nice cool and all day. And my car. I can get my car anytime mm-hmm. I want and get air conditioned anyway. Um, it's not like it's earth-shattering or world-changing or anything, and I'll probably end up saving... I thought I would save about 600 I'm, I think I'm going to end up saving about 450 altogether if it stays hot through August and September. And it might get cool so, when you do it. To me, something I never thought of. Now, next year, I may not do it. You never know. And this winter, last winter, we kept the heat turned way, way down. And that wasn't that big a deal. So I plan to do I mean, that we again We had the this heat year. on, just not on as much. Yeah, it was only on yeah. 50. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people do that anyway. I just have never been a person to sacrifice my comfort and think, well, when I it- work for a living. I pay all the bills. I will pay for air conditioning. After, and now I'm like, oh. After this summer of being hot in winter, we won't want to put <laughs> Yeah, really, we'll be like... We'll be like, no, we'll let's like, be cold. We'll be sitting in the 40 degree <laughs> with no blankets. We'll be like, this is awesome. Mm, yeah. So just is. try something, even if it's as harmless. Uh, and he said skydiving. That's that's not in this little circle of stuff I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, you know, if you've never parked in a weird spot when you go to work, you always park in the same spot and you don't even know why. Because it's close or because everybody parks there. We'll park three parking lots away one time. Oh, you've never been mountain biking on a trail. Just go and do it. It's cool. As with me. Yeah, I'd never biked really. And uh, then you really enjoy it. Oh, my God. I love it. That's true. That's another thing. Bike. I mean, I'd ridden a bike in my youth. But I hadn't ridden a bike for 40 years. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, finally... I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sitter.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe there. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email you Mm-mm. at all, ever, out of order. <laughs> and um, Unless it's something you've never done that you might want to try. Yeah. And stay classy. Um horror movies that are a little bit different than what we're used to because this is actually a surprising movie today. Yep. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you. 